0: Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes, a podcast about dating, marriage, and sex, where we break it down, keep it real, and unashamedly go there. Our goal is to foster a space that welcomes you to have conversations with us regarding these topics. And since we believe in seeking the truth about these topics, we guarantee to keep a biblical perspective in all things related. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and or put those earbuds because it's about to get real. Welcome back.
1: Hey, what's up, people?
0: It's been good.
1: <laughs> it's been cold. It's been cold. It's But yes, for the most part, pretty good.
0: <laughs> yes, I was going to say it's been a long time, but it's actually been a week. Um,
1: <laughs> a long week.
0: A long week. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes. Mm-hmm. I am Jenny I am Danny and we are so excited to be back. If you are just tuning in for the first time, welcome. 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 Um just a little courtesy announcement. We are very sorry for the last two episodes. The last two episodes recordings really sucked when it came to the volume. We were they're kind just, of te- they're bad. Yeah, we were kind of testing them out. So we do apologize yeah. for that. So, and then the Again, last we're week. not
1: professionals. No, so we're not. We don't know what the hell we're doing.
0: No, and then last week's episode, I don't know what the heck happened, but our intro and outro wasn't even there, so it was all jacked up. Yes. So we apologize in advance for mm-hmm. doing this. If this that.
1: podcast doesn't sound good, too bad. <laughs> if it sucks, too bad.
0: Well, we are two weeks away from holidays. And though we are not doing an episode on holidays and family dynamics yet. That's probably going to be next week. We, maybe. Maybe. I mean, That's a maybe. And, and
1: I don't think that's like a life-changing kind <laughs> of event type of thing.
0: <laughs> that's true. But we wanted to go ahead and just continue our conversation about gender roles because, hey, we got some questions. And thank you to our listeners for yeah. sending us questions. We really appreciate that. Good job, that. people. Good job. Yes.
1: You're doing your due diligence. <laughs>
0: So anyway, um, we are back, and we are back with Gendered Roles Part 3, and I think this is going to be it. Like, I think...
1: Yeah, because there's only so much we can talk (laughs) about when it comes to gender roles. Well,
0: no, no, no. Continue to send your questions, but we might just not do it in a gender role episode. We might just answer those Uh, questions directly.
1: Gender role episode 535.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome, welcome. Um, Anyway, we are very excited to be answering some questions, and so... For a common courtesy and for just respect of our listeners, we keep these anonymously. But one of the biggest questions that we a- we got asked was money. How do men feel and in gender roles in regards to speaking? We have been taught, at least in the Latino culture, we know that men tend to be breadwinners and men are son los hombres de la casa. They're the men of the house. And a question that was brought up is how should we feel about women making more money than men and how should men and how should both both men and women respond to this? So let me share a little bit about our story just to kind of give you a little bit of what we believe. And I'm going to share my personal thoughts. Danny's going to share his personal thoughts. We may or may not see the same way, but hey, we figured it would be good for you guys to get this information. So in regards to money or education, Um, When Danny and I met, I was in a four-year college and I was getting my bachelor's. So I was the first one in our relationship to get a a four-year college degree. I was also the first one in our relationship to get a graduate degree. Um, So we both have master's, but I got it first. And I was the first one in our relationship to be making money.
1: Making the cheese.
0: Yes. So, and when we got married... I, for the first year, basically sustained our marriage, like financially. I provided for our marriage financially and everything while my husband went to school to finish school so that he can get a bachelor's degree and then continued into getting a master's. And I would say for the first, probably for the first five years, I was bringing in the cheese.
1: Bringing in the cheese.
0: Yes. Yes. So in our case, we didn't see – I personally didn't mind as a woman being the breadwinner. That's I didn't. Right. I, didn't <laughs> I didn't mind at all. I loved the fact that I was providing my husband with the opportunity to go back to school and to do something that he wanted to do. So I took it upon me. I mean, I was blessed and fortunate in the sense that I – Had jobs that paid me really well. I was in education. I've been in education for so long. So as a teacher, you know, I had a steady income. It was consistent. My check never changed or never varied if I was, I wasn't, you know, if I missed a day or two. Um, I had good benefits. So also Danny was under my benefits. So, you know, that was very important to us for our health and for protection and whatnot. And it allowed Danny the opportunity to go back to school, finish school but well, i will I had to
1: go back to school
0: yes but what i will say is this that i know that it did mess up with denny at the beginning so i would like for denny to share his point of view and how that was at the beginning for him and then how it changed and how your point of view basically changed as the years progressed
1: story time everybody take your square on the floor on your designated areas <laughs> hold hands Okay, so when, yes, when we first got married, Jenny was already, um, had already graduated from Westmont um, with her bachelor's. And I had nothing but just a high school diploma. I actually did not want to go back to school. The reason why was because I figured I get a bunch of teachers that really don't care too much about teaching. So if they're not interested, why should I be? And that was my whole ordeal. (laughs) That was the only thing that kept me from going to school. But um, my mom, before she passed away, I remember she told me, she's like, hey, she's like, I hope that I'm not alive to see my grandchildren starving because you refuse to better your life because you're too proud for whatever reason. So, probably the only thing that my mom said to me that hurt, but at the same time actually stuck. And so I was like, dang, like, that's true. Like, you know, I I have, you know, the opportunity to better my life and do something with it. Why wouldn't I take that advantage? So <clears throat> I started looking into schools and, and, and I figured, you know what, like, there's no way I'm going to get in because I had stopped going to school at that time because my dad was losing his business. So I was trying to help him out financially, which is why I stopped going to school and I went back to work full time. And so I never finished community college. So when all of that happened, I I was like, there's no way. Like, I mean, who's gonna, you know, I have to go back to community college and start from where I left off. By the time I get a bachelor's, I'll be 57, you know? And so I thought like, there's no way. Like, so long story short, the opportunity, you know, God, like, definitely opened doors for me to go back to school, and I did. But I had to admit that during that time, it was difficult because, you know, I I just, in in my head, I envisioned our marriage being different. <clears throat> sorry. In the sense of I wanted to to be the person to, like, actually provide. You know, obviously... We were married, you know, the, the man goes off to work and he works hard and the wife gets to enjoy. And so at least that was the, per- the perception I had of marriage in my mind. Um, and so that's basically what I aimed for since the very beginning, even though, again, I had no educational background and nothing to really offer Jenny to be able to have that kind of life. But that was still something that I that I wanted. So when Jenny was the one working and bringing home, you know, the paychecks, I I just felt guilty whenever she wanted to go out. You know, my response was always the same where I always told her, like, hey, it's up to you. You know, you you worked hard. You know, I don't want you to feel like you're just going to go work just to blow all your money because I can't, you know, find a job or something. So. That was my perception. That was my mindset. And as time went by again, it was it was difficult, like Jenny said, like maybe the first five years, like it was rough. I was in school, you know, kind of at least down in L.A., trying to find legitimate work, trying to find um, full time, stable work, which was super difficult. Um, And so when we eventually moved out here to Santa Barbara, it definitely changed I was able to find, uh, you know, pretty good work. I got myself into a bank and all that stuff and started to work. And I figured, you know, I'm, I was still in school around this time. And so I just thought like, OK, now we can kind of, you know, get into the rhythm of things. But when I did get my degrees, you know, being that Jenny is, has a master's and I ended up getting a master's, like I, I noticed how she would still like land jobs that were paying her more than I was. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, well, then in that case, why does anybody go to school at all? So, you know, it was it was difficult because, again, my mindset was I'm the one that's supposed to go to work. I'm the one that's supposed to make the big bucks, not because I want to, you know, just, you know, toot my own horn, but because I want to be able to just like, you know, come home and give Jenny whatever it is that she needs for anything and not have to worry about it. So it was difficult in that sense. And I'll admit to you guys right now, this very day, Jenny actually still makes more than I do. So, but it's kind of to that point where we both understand that we're both educated people, and I never want Jenny to feel like, hey, I need you to go get a piece of crap job so that I can feel better about myself financially like that's not that's not my mindset so Jenny's a strong woman she's educated she's worked hard for what she's been through and you know she's definitely been through hell and back when it comes to students and the schools that she's worked in and she's gained a lot of experience so I always want her to feel like hey like do what you got to do if you want to get those type of jobs go for it and if you don't then you don't but it was definitely hard it was really hard I felt like you know again it i felt like i was taking the back seat kind of thing and it's one of those things where where you know again it's all it's all based on perception it, and and it has no you know no actual place in a marriage
0: yeah i guess the question i was going to ask you which i'm <clears throat> glad that you just said that was did you ever feel any less of a man because i was making more money than you
1: kind of i mean like it's it's kind of it's hard to explain because, again, it's, I don't want it to seem like like women who are amazingly talented and just insanely smart. Like, I don't want anyone to assume that that you have to, like, take a back seat just to let your spouse or your husband feel like he's a man. And it shouldn't be that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I did feel I did have those feelings because. I was basing my identity in the sense of how much I had in my account. Hmm. Rather than, you know, my my identity is obviously based on the Lord and what He says I am. And finances should never play a part or have a part in my life in regard to my worth and my value.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that. I think that's really important. And I guess the question, the follow-up question that I have for you is, when did that kind of click for you? When did you started feeling like, hey, I'm no less than a man just because my wife brings more money?
1: Um Honestly, I think I just stopped caring. <laughs> I I I was That's const- good. That's good I was about. constantly worrying. Like I was I was I found myself wanting more money. Mm. And so I was slowly trickling into this idea of more money equals more power, equals more desire, equals more identity, equals more this, more that. And so because I didn't have it, I started to despise my 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 situation. I started to despise the the small winnings that I did have. Mm. And so I figured, you know what? Like this is dumb. Like I'm wasting my time. Like, yeah, maybe other people are gonna look at me like a punk and think dude you're weak because your wife makes more than you or you might as well just quit your job stay at home and kind of thing you know mm-hmm. but i figured like i i have i have no reason to pay attention to that and so i just again i just I, I personally just got tired of it so i figured okay like if you know if this is how it is then it's cool i mean again i i can't speak for anyone out there in any other marriage but i the fact that you you're not the kind of woman that just expects me to give you all my money. <laughs> no, never. that's I mean that's a very very good thing. So
0: yeah, I mean we we basically combine our finances just yeah. for for And We'll be talking about finances and checkings and whatnot, not checkings. Wow, well, finances,
1: IRAs, four hundred one k's.
0: Yeah, in later episodes. But no, I yeah we've we've I guess we always came with the understanding as a woman who was making more money at the beginning. And, and still, like Danny says, I still do br- make more. My income's significant, not significantly, but it's higher than Danny's. It's more,
1: yeah.
0: um, you know. One of the things that I I was reminded of is I also have a lot more experience. And Danny kind of prefaced that a little bit. Prefaced that a little bit. Did I say even? Oh. Is that even a word? Preface? Prefaced? Prefaced? Preface. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Preface that even a know little what bit about how, you know, I also, one of the biggest things as to why I've been able to get higher pates, because I also have experience, the more experience comes more income, you know, that's usually how it is. So, um, but yeah, I I really appreciate you saying that, because I think it's so important, I want to, I want to speak to the women and to the men, obviously. But I want to speak first and foremost to the women, just because if you are the one that's bringing in more income, more money, I want to make sure that you are I don't want to dim your independence. I think that's awesome. I think that women should be independent. Women should, you know, to some extent, but you got to know your place as a wife also and the role that you play as a wife. My dad raised both my both of my sisters and I as independent women. Like he told us always to like, you know, be ready to be independent and if a man ever leaves you, like you know how to survive. And though that mentality was helpful growing up to some extent, it also kind of affected my, at the beginning of like my mentality of my marriage, because at first I was like, well, he can't tell me anything. He can't say anything to me. You know, I'm the one making the money. But I think, you know, really, really quickly I realized and learned, I would say within the first three months of marriage that that was not going to be successful and healthy for our marriage. So to the women who make more money out there, who are married, who are moms, who are successful moms, who are killing it in the workforce, I just want to encourage you that if you do make more than your husband, to always respect and honor your husband in a way that he always feels to some extent also loved and appreciated and seen, and that he doesn't make, you don't make him feel any less than a man because you make more. And to the men out there who have wives that do make more income, I just want to say thank you for creating a space for your wives to be able to be the hardworking women that they were intended to be, that love their jobs, that are passionate about it, and who are pursuing their dreams and their goals and careers. Out of that also has come a lot of opportunities. Like For example, when a woman makes more money, it gives also men opportunities that they would have not would have thought about before. Like some men can quit their jobs and pursue their passions. You know, like one of my dreams is if I was to ever make more money than my husband is I would love Danny to pursue wholeheartedly his passions and not worry about where is the money going to come from, you know, because we are one and his successes and his wins are my wins and my successes also and vice versa. So I just want to remind the men out there, you know, like thank you for giving that space to your wives to be able to be successful and I hope you listen to what my husband said, that your identity is not found in a dollar sign, but it's found in Christ. It is who God says you are. And you're no less than a man because you make less than your wife.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just uh, be open-minded uh, to all men out there who have spouses that make more than them. It I understand how it feels, and it doesn't always feel good, but... Um, it's not a bad thing it's definitely not a bad thing and again it's a it's a team effort So if your wife wins you win and if the husband wins the wife wins and that's all that matters
0: That is correct Also, I think one of the biggest things that I also want to kind of just touch base on is if men are making more money um, Hey, if you're the breadwinner, awesome We are going to briefly jump into that of like, what does it feel like to have a man who's making a lot of money, the breadwinner? And the second question that was asked was, can you tell us a little bit about machismo and why it should or it shouldn't exist in a relationship? So I think if anything, I think if anything... Out of there, we're gonna kind of bump into the third question. It's kind of kind of flow naturally about like home chores, responsibilities, staying at home dads. Like, let's let's talk about machismo and what that does and how that plays into gender roles. So I think that's more like for you, babe. Yeah, because you can speak more so, into that. Um,
1: so machismo is basically a Spanish word for just um, someone who. You know, like hardcore has a perception of what home life is like, where it's basically, you know, wife stays at home, does the wife things, cooks, cleans and keeps the house tidy knit while the husband goes out and, you know, does the heavy lifting type of thing.
0: Well, not necessarily. Machismo can also be a wife that works, but comes home and still after coming home. The man's expecting the woman to still have the house clean, do everything, basically do all the
1: quote quote, quote, unquote
0: women. I'm sure it's more
1: more than that, too. Um, But for the most part, again, that's that's usually the concept of of the word. Men Um, rule the house. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, Men
0: have the last word.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's this is a kind of character that really destroys um, marriages a lot. Very quickly, too, because I mean, again, it's there. If you think about it, like nobody really, there's no factual um, concept that you will find anywhere that will say this is what marriage is supposed to look like, except for the Bible, which technically is just, you know spiritually and relationally between husband and wife and what that needs to look like but in regard to how the home environment needs to be there's really nothing out there but for so again for some apparent reason we've we've kind of um adopted this mentality that you know the husband is the top dog nobody says anything you know you do what the husband says whether you like it or not and that's it If you have something to complain about, then then there's a problem, kind of thing. And so it's it's definitely not that. And it shouldn't be that. And again, that destroys a marriage because that just that forces up walls between relationships in the household. And, you know, there's just this misunderstanding that there's no room for anything else. There's no room for fairness. There's no room for um, for kindness, there's no room for love. And so, I mean, again, it's like, for example, you know, Jenny has this tendency of, of, of feeling bad when, um, when she hasn't cooked for a couple of days. And I don't know why she gets that. But, I mean, I understand because of where she comes from and how her home environment was. But she has a tendency of always telling me, like, oh, I'm a horrible wife. And, and I'm like, why? Why? She's like, oh, because I, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And I'm like, okay, then. And and at what point did we agree that if you do these things, that that means that you're a good wife or not? And so, again, it's, you know, she had this misunderstanding that that she's supposed to have a hot plate by the time I get home or that she's supposed to have laundry done before I get home or you know, things of that nature. And so I've always told her like, Jenny, like, I don't expect you to do everything. Like, obviously you go off to work too. So it would be messed up if I come home, you know, and had a smooth day at work and you had a bad one. And then you still got to do the cooking and then you still got to do the cleaning and you still got to do, you know, the laundry and then you still got to do this and you still got to do that. And so it's like, You know, what kind of person would I be if I just come home and you still have to do all of that and I kick my feet up? So, you know, we have agreed that this marriage is a partnership, that we both equally lift our our weight and we carry it. Granted, I'm not going to lie. I will admit that I don't always remind myself of that. And I tend to forget that a lot. And and thankfully enough, Jenny, Jenny's been strong enough to remind me. But that's the motivation. That's the goal. And it's like, hey, I do this. You do that. If that's how some marriages work, where you guys split, you know, the the chores at home or whatever, then that's fine. Or, you know, if it doesn't work, then, you know, try something different. But at least in our case, that's one of the things where um, I personally have taken into account that I don't want my marriage to be a thing where it's like, Only Jenny does all of this, you know, and I don't help her with it because I just don't want to or because I don't like it, you know. So it's again, it's it's a it's a concept that a lot of people take. And some some marriages automatically fall into that without even trying. And trust me, ours has definitely fallen into that. But I have to remind myself. And luckily, Jenny reminds me also. And she now voices that, hey, I want you to help me with this or I want you to help me with that. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Okay. What else do you need?
0: Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to touch in regards to machismo, there's a lot of times that women can't, don't have a voice, right? A lot of the times your opinion doesn't count. And when you have or when you're in a relationship with your husband, partner, who's basically, I have the last word, right? Who <laughs> has that attitude, And I think one of the dangers about that is that it's a one-sided relationship. You know, Denny Denny used the word partnership, and I think that's really important. A marriage for us is a partnership, biblically speaking. I think people misconstrue machismo or man being dominant, the dominant character in a marriage because we've taken scripture out of context. We easily do, right? We easily talk about like, you know, the man being the head of the house. But if we really, really go into scripture, and I'm not, this is not a theology podcast, so I'm not trying trying to translate for you the Greek, the Hebrew, or anything like that. But you got to remember the context that scripture was written in, and you got to remember the timeline that it was written in, and where it was written. And um, all of that plays a big, big role into how we read scripture and understand scripture. And Christ models excellently, what it what it is to really be the groom for the bride, who is the capital C Church, us, the body of Christ, right? And how much he denies himself constantly and loves his loves us unconditionally, and it's gentle, and it's humble, and it's soft spoken. Um, and yes, there's moments where he has to speak up, and yes, there's moments where Christ, you know, tells us how it is, um, and those moments are 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 important and critical. And I'm not saying that men should never speak up or women should not be able to have the right to speak up. I think there's moments come, like Danny was saying, there's moments where I find my voice and I'm just like, hey, dude, like you got to help me. You know, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I had a really long day at work and vice versa. And I think, you know, we've we've made this. I don't even know who and when or how these gender roles came to existence. You know we're so sinful in our nature that. You know, since when are men not supposed to cook? Since when are men not supposed to know how to do laundry or iron their clothes? Since when was it just the women's job to, you know, make sure that there was a hot place and the table set up well? You know, like, I I, I mean, I don't know who the hell came up with those standards. Excuse my language. But, yeah, it's the truth. Like, I think about that. Like, to me, it's like that's not really – it's not even biblical. Like Danny says, I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible that says women should do this and women should not do that in the sense of like house chores, right? Or men should always go to work. The only thing that I can think of is Proverbs 31 and how a woman should build her home. Should You know, there's certain things, certain keys, women that we've been given to, that we have access to, you know, that God has empowered us in to walk in. And there is also the woman who works really hard and brings money and she does you know, something beautiful out of her, out of the work of her hands, you know, and, and brings financial contribution to her marriage. So in fact, I would beg to differ that a woman should never stay at home, right? Right. Um, like to some extent, unless that's by choice, unless that's something that you feel it's necessary and that you love doing. Cause I do believe also that there's a season for everyone and for everything like, Hey, you have children at home. It's going to probably be more financially beneficial for you to probably want to stay at home. And then to pay for a babysitter or, you know, whatever, like, whatever that is called. What is it called? Daycare. There I we go. don't know. <laughs> Daycare. You know, and, and so for some people, you know, it's it's perfect to be a stay-at-home parent and whatnot. And that's great. Um, but I also, like, want to encourage and remind um, men and women, wives and husbands. There's a season for everything. And I also commend and applaud men who stay at home to be the, like, what is it? Stay-at-home daddies, right? Like Stay-at-home dads, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful, you know, yeah. and we should not be frowning upon that either because, you know, I think more men Encourage should... Encourage
1: the itty-bitty children.
0: Yes. I think more men need to...
1: To stay with their dads.
0: What do you mean stay with their dads?
1: To be with their dads.
0: Oh, the itty-bitty children to be with their dads. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. But I think, if anything... um. You know, we need more men to role model what it is to be a healthy husband to their children, what it means to mm-hmm. be a healthy man, especially if you have young little boys growing up. You know, I think that's so important for them to see that. So, you know, I, I think about that and, and I appreciate this person asking that question. Like, you know, it does machismo have space in a marriage, biblically speaking. No, no. And culturally Worldly speaking. Hell No. <laughs> culturally you know um i think a lot of cultures both in asia and in latin america tend to have that you know point of view but i think culturally you you create your culture in your marriage Mm -hmm. that there's an opportunity for you to rewrite history yeah and write the wrongs of your parents of what you've witnessed and whatnot so that you don't repeat them again in your marriage yeah so, you know, we just want to encourage you and remind you that home chores is, should be, if possible, I am an advocate for splitting it between husband and wife.
1: I'm not going to lie. I hate him. <laughs> I really do. I hate
0: them. <laughs> but you grew up with a mom who did everything for you, except for cleaning your room.
1: This is true. Yes. This is true.
0: Yes. So, you know, for Danny, it took a while for him to, like, get used to the idea that I needed help.
1: Yeah. Well, also because you would basically always make dinner for like 100 people. That is true because I and was, was raised. it was just the two of us. So. And
0: I was raised in a home that though my dad taught us how to be independent, he were gonna still has people. a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of machista yeah, mentality in him. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's nothing to speak ill about my dad. My dad knows that. I've confronted him about that. So, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Clean slate here. I I got no problem saying that. But, yeah, I think that's really, really important for us to acknowledge. So, just to recap, in gender roles, from beginning to end, within the last three episodes.
1: Just even it out.
0: Just, you know, do first and foremost what works for you in your marriage. We don't want to go ahead and tell you, do this in your marriage. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, we're not responsible for your marriage. so Yes,
1: we're not responsible.
0: (laughs) So, do what works for you, boo. Ew.
1: Do what works for you. Don't say that, babe. Just just don't. Remove that from the vocabulary. Do what works for
0: you. Um, Figure out if in your marriage you're the type of person who, you know, really believes in empowering both women and men and your husband and your wife. Um, Or if you're the type of wife who really likes having men being the breadwinner and whatnot because that's just what makes you comfortable. Hey, girl, do you. That's what works for you. But
1: understand the situation.
0: Yeah. We're not here to judge either. So, yeah, yeah,
1: don't, don't, you know, ask of that of your spouse, yet your current situation doesn't allow that to happen at the moment. Like, don't, don't be that person either. Yes. Because then you're not helping at all. You're just making the situation much worse than, than anticipated. So, yes, understand the situation that you and your spouse are currently in and then take it from there.
0: Yes. And I think one of the biggest other things, you know, like just a reminder, you know, talk about how women in leadership in the church should be and whatnot. Um, You know, my friend and pastor, um, like associate pastor from our church, Fernando, recommended a book. Um, Give me a split second. I'm going to look for it. She's looking at her phone. Yes, I am.
1: But then she gets mad at me when I do it.
0: (laughs) Well, well, no, no, no. I'm looking for the book that he recommended, though. I have not bought it yet and I have not um, read it yet. I do want to just like recommend it out there and put it out there because most of the books that he reads, I also read or vice versa. We have good book recommendations. And Fernando, if you're hearing this, thank you for the recommendation. Um, but he recommended a book called Women in Leadership Ministry, um, a summary of the biblical position. And this is just a four square church position. So you can totally get it. You don't have to be a four square member. Like, just think about it. It's good to read different perspectives from different denominations but a summary of the biblical position of the four square church concerning God's grace and women's potential under his sovereignty and call. So I think, you know, I would recommend that. And I would recommend you to have really good conversations with your husband about that. Cause you know, some men can be kind of skeptical of their women praying over them or, you know, their wives like speaking into their spiritual life and they can get offended. So both recommend it for both men and women to read it. And the other thing that I can think of, like, it's just again, money. Hey, the more independent, like, There is no ill in a woman making more money, at least in my perspective, because you're contributing it to your marriage. You're contributing it and you're both being successful Um, because you're one. That's what the Bible says. We become one when we get married. So my husband's successes and wins are my wins and my wins and successes are his wins also. So, and in regards to chores, yeah, man, um, men, I will say this, don't wait till your wife asks you to do something and help her out with the house. Like, seriously, if you see a shoe out of place.
1: Leave it there. It's okay.
0: <laughs> That's Turn not it off what to I the corner.
1: Gonna... <laughs> no one's going to see it. That's right.
0: not what I was going to say.
1: Unless you're the kind of person that likes to invite people into your house all the time. <laughs> Then you're just gonna be No, gonna what be that I was person. gonna
0: say is if you see a shoe out of place, leave it there, guys. Bring it's it, fine. put it put it away. Your wife is gonna be so thankful. Or That's if fine. you see the trash put it bin, away when
1: she's there and then take it out when she's not. <laughs> if That's
0: you see the trash bin full, don't wait until your wife tells you, Hey, can you take out the trash, please? You know, like do things. Or yeah. if you see certain dishes, you know what I really appreciate? I will say this, and I'm gonna like praise my husband in public right now. You better. <laughs> Is there has been days where I have left a couple of dishes on the sink, and I wake up the next morning to feed my dogs like around five freaking in the morning, and there's no dirty dishes. And honestly, thank you, baby, thank you for doing that. So, men, you know, like you see certain things, help a girl, help a girl out, help your wife out, you know, especially if she's a stay at home mom, like help her out. And um, yeah, d- divide your home chores. And, hey, machismo, whether you it to be good or not, it's never healthy. Yeah. So that's a little brief summary of all of our gender roles conversations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Thank yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.
1: For dropping by
0: yeah.
1: and listening to this podcast.
0: And, hey, send us more questions. Thank yeah. you so Let much for know. sending questions.
1: Yeah. Give us your thoughts. Again, we're just here sharing our story. Um, that's it.
0: Yes, you can send questions to um, contact at dannyandjenny.com.
1: You're asking like I would know. (laughs) I have no idea. You
0: can go to our website which is Danny and Jenny. You, created, com. The, you yes.
1: created the email address. Yes, so it is contact, no contact
0: at danny and Jenny. com. So you can send your questions there. So
1: send um, it there, yeah. Let us know on what do you do we have an Instagram page? We I, do
0: I have know, an I Instagram know. page and we've been horrible at it. Like I have yeah, not been I
1: I don't ha- I personally don't have social media, so Yeah. I'm it's, clueless to that stuff.
0: Yeah. So and you can also send it on social media or even to yeah. my personal one if you want to, if you follow me.
1: Yeah, just do that.
0: Yeah, so thank you everyone so much for listening and tuning in. May you have a wonderful and blessed
1: week. Take it easy out there. Uh, All you cheese winners, congratulations. (laughs) Keep it coming.
0: Yes, well, till next time. Till next time. Adios. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed hanging out with you. If you really enjoyed hanging out with us too, then we ask you for one simple favor. Go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we did. We thank you so much and we really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Adios.